Welcome to LaGrave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast. In this sermon, we hear a personal story about how missions changed someone's life. And we ask the question, where are you called to serve? You're listening to Our Calling by Guest Minister, Reverend John Mundy. Good evening and praise the Lord. It's good to be here. Greetings from your brothers and sisters from African Community Fellowship CRC. Greetings from my family, my wife, and our three kids. I'm delighted to be here tonight. Our passage of scripture is taken from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. If you are there, let's pay attention to the reading of God's word. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, And surely, I am with you always to the very end of age. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we pray for illumination of the Spirit as we listen to you speak to your holy word. Lord, speak to us individually and corporately. We thank you for this opportunity to worship you again this evening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I was born and raised up in Kenya, born into a non-Christian polygamous family in northwest region of Kenya. As a young boy growing up in a pastoral nomadic culture, I was taught that the only thing that I need to pay allegiance to and be responsible about is to become a good shepherd. Respect my tribesmen and continue the name of my ethnic group, my clan, and my family. Thus, I spent the early years of my childhood tending my father's cattle. At the age of, 20, at the age of 12, I joined grade one in a school that was near our village that was began by a missionary. Prior to my going to school, my mother had been converted into Christianity in 1976. Through our conversion, many things changed in our household. She began, for example, praying, going to church, and witnessing to us at home, telling us that we, needed to give our lives to Jesus Christ. My mother's household acquired new identity. It turned to a Christian home with my mother serving us as a spiritual head of our family. She persistently reminded my sibling and me to follow Jesus because Jesus was the only way to heaven. We occasionally had good conversations of our faith Though she could not read and write, 
My mother took time to explain why she cared so much for our spiritual development. She would, for example, take time to recount pastor's message to us when she returned home on Sunday's evening. As she, as the only, way, as the only one who was converted to Christianity in a polygamous um, uh, family of my father, she faced very severe persecution, rejection, and mockery sometimes. Not only from my father and uncles, but also a rejection from the broader Pokot culture that was anti-Christianity. You see, my mother took the literal, portion, the literal uh, portions of the Bible literally. Passages like, how then can they call on the one they have not heard, they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. My mother felt that it was a responsibility to share her faith with us and her friends. I will say my mother acted upon the calling she responded to Christ's commission by sharing the good news of Jesus to us, her children, and to our friends. This passage of scripture that we have just read has been read, I presume, many times on this pulpit and perhaps in different missionary fora. It is also known as the Great Commission. This passage continues to stir our imaginations, and it is rightly so. Why? Because it clearly highlights our purpose and our calling as Christians. It is a commandment from our Savior about how we should be living every day. He gave it to his disciples right before his ascension and to us today too. Within this one commandment, there are three distinct points about our calling. We have been given by Jesus Christ himself. And these three points highlights how we need to advance the, uh, the kingdom of God and proclaim the purpose that God has given us to proclaim in this, on, on this earth. The first point is the command to go. This commandment, go, does not indicate direction. It does not tell us to go either to the east or to the west or to the south or to the, or, or to the north. I think this indicates that some of us will have the opportunity to serve God in foreign countries wherever God compels us to go. But most of us will serve God here in our country, in our neighborhoods, at our places of work, within our family units, and in our city. We do not have to go far off or lands far away to follow the Great Commission. Wherever, wherever we are and whatever we are doing, it is our calling 
to tell people about Jesus. We cannot leave it to chance that someone else will do it for us. God puts us where he wants us to be, and we can share the good news of the kingdom right here in our own backyards and far beyond the horizons of our globe. All we must do is look around and we will see that there are so many people who are already in our lives that need the saving grace and the power of Jesus Christ our Lord. Whether it is our calling to serve God at home or abroad, we have been given the power of the Holy Spirit to fulfill our purpose to make disciples of all nations. You see, brothers and sisters, my mother did not have to travel far. The Spirit of God compelled her to share the good news of salvation with, with our children. Our mission field was our own household. Though her, through our relentless prayers and devotion to our calling, the four of us, my brother and two sisters, are all followers of Jesus Christ. Two of us serve the Lord as pastors. Yes, the missionary field is not far. It is around you, a walking distance for some, a driving distance for some. Whatever distance there is, let us remember this. The Lord is calling us to go. The second point is the command to make disciples and baptize. Once we go out to share the good news with the people, it is not, uh, that is not the end. There is need for nurture, growth, and fruit yielding. This is discipleship. Transitioning new converts and, new, and young Christians from spiritual milk to solid spiritual food. One of the initial practices is to integrate them into the membership of the Christian community through the sacrament of baptism, an outward showing of our faith. It is a symbol of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. What a wonderful passage to read during the Holy Week. Being baptized does not mean uh, that this is salvific in, in any way. Instead, it shows the world that the convert is changed and has a new life in Jesus Christ. We need to make sure that we follow Christ's command to baptize people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit once they have received and professed Jesus as their Savior. I thank God that he used my mom. I was baptized in 1983 after undergoing a rigorous three-month catechism class. As always, Jesus is our example. He was baptized by John the Baptist and in doing so, fulfilled God's will. What a testimony. When we are baptized, we demonstrate that we belong to Christ by symbolically attesting that in him we die to sin purified by his blood, and alive forever through the power of his resurrection. The third point is command to teach. Once someone that we have witnessed to is saved or comes to Christ, 
our job isn't over yet. They need to be taught the Bible about how to have personal relationship with Jesus. I am very grateful for all of the wonderful people who poured their knowledge of Jesus into my young life while I was growing up. Of course, my mother, but also my Sunday school teachers, my pastor, my friend, and my friends. They invested in my life and disciple me along the way. I believe you also have a story of how faith, of how your faith in Christ has been nurtured by others who have been, your, who have been in your life. It is not enough to cherish those great moments, although they are very important. Now it is our turn to be that teacher. It is, it is our turn to be that evangelist. It is our turn to be that disciple, discipler, a missionary, a Bible study leader, and all other responsibilities that pertains to our calling to make Christ known in wherever God places us. All of the things we have learned, probably many years ago for some of us, God tells us to share with others around us and those far away from us. Jesus spent time one-on-one -on -one with people. He taught them all that God wanted them to know. He is our example of how to be a teacher, an evangelist, and how to invest in the lives of people around us. Just as he gave his knowledge to the 12 disciples, we must pass our knowledge of Christ and our, and our faith to the people that God has laid closer to us. While other people are worried about their place in life, we Christians can rest easy. Our loving Heavenly Father, has given us the answers, the most pressing questions we face. What is the meaning of life? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We know that we were created by, uh, for his glory, and our purpose is to share him with everyone we meet. Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 1. What is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong with body and soul, both in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Jim Patterson has written several books on evangelism and his experiences as a missionary. He was trained by the navigators and sent as a missionary to Brazil. His missionary expectations and experiences did not go as he thought they would go. He thought, he thought winning people for Christ until a quick sharing of the gospel using some evangelism-prepared methods that he was taught by the navigators. After experiencing no fruit for the first several years in the missionary field, he concluded most of what he had learned did not work. One of his work is a book I read in evangelism class many years ago, entitled Evangelism as a Lifestyle, reading into your, uh, uh, Reaching into Your World with the Gospel. 
In this book, Patterson presents twofold summary of what evangelism is. One, that evangelism is the proclamation of the gospel. This is an action through which the non-Christian receives a clear statement of the essential message, end of quote. Proclamation here entails going. You go and become a herald to announce, to proclaim. Secondly, he says evangelism is also affirmation of the gospel. A process of modeling and explaining the Christian message, end of quotes. Affirmation, he say, affirmation, he alludes, entails making of disciples. You may say the work of evangelism and church, and church planting belongs to the missionaries. That is partly true. But note that no missionary can carry out their work without a team of partners praying for them, encouraging them, and supporting their work financially. That is important. But equally important, dear brothers and sisters, is that there is a sense in which all of us are called not only to embody the truth of the gospel, but also to live it out, to act it out by allowing ourselves to be channels of God's love and grace enshrined in this commissioning that we have read. Brothers and sisters, there are so many people in our lives who are, not, who are lost and need, their, and need the comfort, the grace, and the love of Jesus. I pray that the Lord, through his word today, will be able to lead and empower us in this congregation and the Church of Christ Universal to share the good news of the kingdom to those around us and those far away from us. May God of hope guide you as you fulfill the great commission that all of us have been called to become the agents of proclaiming this good news through the faith of my mother and her perseverance. I stand before you and I say, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Had it not been for some missionaries and some Christians who prayed for those missionaries, I do not know where I'll be here, but God knew. Could it be that you looked upon yourself and said, I can't do anything. I pray that the Lord will nudge you and compel you to be part of this great, great journey of gospel sharing now and in the days to come until he returns. Amen. Let us pray. Grace, uh, gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. May it land in our hearts to settle there and nourish us, but also to compel us to share the good news near and far. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Grave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast.